0: Hi there. Welcome to Bond Investment Mentor. I'm your host, Chris Nelson, and this is a podcast dedicated to helping community financial institutions master the art of fixed income investments. If you're working for a community bank or credit union and you have responsibilities for the investment portfolio, you've come to the right place. I'll be your personal investment guide as we help you boost your fixed income investment knowledge, level up your portfolio management skills, and help you gain the know-how you need to help your institution achieve its financial goals. In this episode, we're going to continue our exploration of different fixed income investment types. Today, we're going to look at commercial mortgage-backed securities – Commercial MBS have some unique characteristics that are essential to understand, and there are a number of investment options available. It's time to learn about another tool in the toolbox, so if you're ready to go, then let's get started. Hi there, welcome to Bond Investment Mentor. I hope that things are good in your world. I'm currently on the road this week as I'm recording this in Boulder, Colorado, where I'm teaching at the Graduate School of Banking at Colorado for their summer session. So if my audio sounds a little different this week, that's why. This week, I'm talking about all things investments and helping community bankers gain a better understanding of fixed income and portfolio management essentials. I'm looking forward to working with the classes I'll be teaching this week for sure. Now, this is the second week of this year's summer program and about 500 community bankers are attending this year, so it's definitely a full house. If you've thought about attending Graduate School of Banking at Colorado, I would highly recommend checking it out. The school is currently offering priority enrollment for the three-year program starting in 2024, so it's not too early to plan for next year. To learn more, you can go to bondinvestmentmentor.com forward slash gsb. for Graduate School Banking Colorado for more information and to register for early enrollment. Today, we're going to continue our exploration of the different fixed income security types. I'm going to introduce you to commercial mortgage-backed securities, their characteristics, benefits, and risks. I also want to follow up on our discussion about municipal bonds in the last episode by telling you about a free resource that can make evaluating and staying on top of muni bonds easier. But first, let's start with a quick look at the bond markets. It was a relatively quiet week this past week, with Treasury rates holding pretty steady. The Federal Reserve is in its blackout period ahead of the upcoming Federal Open Market Committee meeting on July 26th, so there were no comments from Fed Chair Jerome Powell or other Fed heads for the markets to respond to. In addition, last week's economic data on retail sales, industrial production, and housing starts really didn't do much to move the market. Looking at the Treasury curve, the two-year Treasury yield ended the week at 4.84%, while the five-year Treasury finished up at 4.09%. The benchmark 10-year Treasury yield was 3.84%. As we head toward the next FOMC meeting, Fed funds futures are locked onto a 25 basis point hike from the Fed. After that, the market remains convinced that we'll be in pause mode until sometime next spring. After that, the current outlook is for the FOMC to begin reducing rates and easing monetary policy. But as we all know, we'll have to wait and see what comes out of the Fed meeting and, more importantly, at the press conference by Fed Chair Jerome Powell afterward. In the last episode, we took a look at municipal bonds. One of the things that I mentioned was the need for ongoing monitoring of muni holdings. If you hold municipal bonds in your institution's investment portfolio, you're well aware of the due diligence effort that's needed. This is true both before you execute the trade and after the purchase is complete. Today, I want to tell you about a free online resource that provides independent and objective information about municipal issuers and individual muni bond investments. It's called EMMA, which stands for Electronic Municipal Market Access. EMMA is an online platform created by the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, the MSRB, to provide free access to securities and data for municipal bonds. Once you set up your free account on Emma, here are four ways it can help you in managing your institution's muni holdings. First, Emma carries the official statements and disclosure documents for all municipal bonds. You have a complete library at your fingertips, giving you access to all the legal documents filed by a municipality for every muni bond issued. This allows you to review and evaluate information on bonds you may be considering for purchase, as well as existing bond positions. The documents are all in PDF format, so you can view them online or download them for your files. The second way that Emma can help you happens once you've set up your profile as part of your online signup. Setting up the profile unlocks access to a service called My Emma. With My Emma, You can upload a list of the existing muni holdings in your institution's portfolio, and then you'll receive email alerts and notifications when municipal bond issuers post new disclosure documents for your bonds. No more forgetting to grab copies of the information for your files or missing the latest disclosure documents. With MyEmma, it's all on autopilot, and it makes things so much easier. A third benefit that Emma provides is that it lists secondary market trading activity for municipal bonds. This is really useful when you're evaluating a potential municipal bond for purchase and you'd like to know if it's traded recently and, more importantly, at what price. Being able to see trading history data like this can help ensure that you're getting a fair price from your broker when executing a municipal trade. Now, keep in mind that pricing can change because of changes in market conditions day-to-day and sometimes hour-to-hour. But Emma will give you a little more clarity on pricing for actual muni bond trades. Finally, EMMA provides access to free market information for the municipal bond market, including offering calendars for new issues, market statistics, and data on municipal yield curves and indices. So if you're looking for a resource to give you more statistical information, EMMA is certainly a place to check out for muni bonds. I've been using Emma for a long time, and I find it to be a great resource in helping me stay on top of what's happening with Muni bond issuers. And if you don't have access to a Bloomberg terminal, Emma gives you a boatload of useful information on bond documentation, bond trades, and market data. If you haven't used Emma yet, I highly recommend you give it a try. To check it out, you can go to bondinvestmentmentor.com forward slash Emma to learn more and to sign up for a free account. Okay, let's continue with our exploration of different fixed income investment types available for a community financial institution. Most community bankers are familiar with government bonds like treasuries and agencies, as well as residential mortgage-backed securities. In the last episode, we took a look at municipal bonds, the different types of bonds available, and some of the key traits, benefits, and risks to keep in mind. If your institution invests in muni bonds or is considering doing so, I definitely suggest going back to give it a listen if you missed it. Today, we're going to review another tool in the investment toolbox, and that is commercial mortgage backed securities, specifically those issued by the federal agencies. While they do have a few similarities and may sound similar to the residential mortgage backed securities you may already be familiar with, they are a different animal and are used in the investment portfolio a little differently. So, let's start with the basics. What are commercial mortgage-backed securities, otherwise known as CMBS or commercial MBS? Like other mortgage or asset-backed securities, commercial mortgage-backs are created when commercial real estate loans are securitized. With a CMBS, the underlying collateral is mortgages on commercial properties. Generally speaking, the loans could be financing retail, office, multifamily, industrial, or other commercial properties. Commercial mortgage-backed securities are issued by several federal agencies, otherwise known as agency CMBS, as well as non-agency issuers, which are called private-label CMBS. As I said, we're going to focus on agency CMBS in this episode, and I'll be covering private-label securities in a future episode. Agency CMBS are made up of multifamily commercial loans only. That's the only type of loan that gets included here. Typically, we're talking about apartment buildings, but they may also include other multifamily properties such as student housing, military housing, manufactured housing communities, and in some cases, nursing homes and healthcare facilities. Historically, agency-backed commercial mortgage-backed securities have had low default rates and have also had very low delinquency rates. Even during the 2008 financial crisis and the recent pandemic, delinquency rates were generally 1% or lower. As I mentioned earlier, While commercial MBS are securitized loans like other mortgage and asset-backed securities, they are different than residential mortgage securities. One major difference is how principal cash flows work. Unlike residential mortgage-backed securities, where the principal is paid back gradually over the life of the mortgage, that's not always the case with the underlying loans in a CMBS. While some loans do amortize, many have interest-only periods or a balloon payment structure where the principal is paid when the loan matures. This makes some commercial mortgage-backed securities more bond-like in their behavior, making them a possible alternative to traditional bonds in the investment portfolio. Another key difference with commercial MBS is the protection that's built in at the loan level in the event of certain early prepayments. These protections provide a form of call protection for CMBS investors. This protection comes in several different forms. The first form of prepayment protection is called yield maintenance. With yield maintenance, if the borrower prepays the loan, they also have to pay a penalty based on a formula. The formula takes the difference between the rate on the loan and a corresponding index treasury rate, and then it calculates the present value based on the outstanding loan balance. Basically, the purpose of yield maintenance is to compensate the lender or investor for the lost future interest income due to prepayment. Since prepayment is most likely when interest rates are falling, the formula provides a higher benefit as rates fall further. The second form of prepayment protection is a basic prepayment penalty. You may be familiar with these at your institution. With a prepayment penalty, the borrower pays a fee based on a percentage of the outstanding loan balance if the loan is paid off early. This could be a flat fee or a declining percentage fee for a certain number of years. For example, a fee that starts at 5% and then declines each year by 1%, so a fee of 5, 4, 3, 2, 1% over a five-year period. Another form of prepayment protection is called a lockout. This is similar to other securities like callable agencies in that the borrower is not allowed to prepay for a certain period of time. An example of this would be a commercial mortgage-backed security where the borrower can't prepay for the first two or three years. The last form of prepayment protection is defeasance. This means that if the borrower wishes to prepay on the loan, they have to provide what I'll call backup securities like treasuries to replicate the cash flows that would normally be paid to the investor. This allows the investor to continue receiving payments while also gaining the benefit of a better quality investment since the underlying collateral has improved. Now, earlier I mentioned that these prepayment protections would help in certain situations. The only time that these protections come into play is in the case of voluntary prepayments. In other words, the borrower has voluntarily decided that they want to pay off the outstanding loan obligation, like if they're refinancing or if they're selling the property and paying off the loan. But voluntary prepayment isn't the only scenario. What about involuntary prepayment? Wait a minute, what does that even mean? I'm talking about when a borrower goes belly up and fails to make payments. Basically, we're talking about a default. When that happens, things like yield maintenance, defeasance, and other forms of protection that I mentioned just don't happen. That's the bad news. But there is some good news. With agency CMBS, the securities receive the same type of protection as agency-backed residential mortgage securities. If a borrower defaults, the agency steps in and makes the investor whole for the outstanding loan balance at par. However, I do want to point out something here. While being guaranteed at par is helpful, it's important to keep in mind that if an investor owns a CMBS position at a premium price, in other words, above par, they won't recoup their total book value since it's above the par amount that the agency is paying. This has the same effect to yield as a fast prepayment on a premium residential mortgage security with the yield being reduced eliminated, or even turned negative depending on the size of the premium that's being instantly amortized. All right, let's take a look at the agencies that offer these commercial mortgage-backed securities and the different programs and security types available, and we'll begin with Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae offers two primary types of commercial MBS. The first is what are called DUS bonds, a DUS bond, DUS, DUS stands for Delegated Underwriting and Servicing, is a security that has one multifamily loan as its underlying collateral. DUS bonds are categorized into four different tiers, one to four, with four being the best, based on a loan's loan-to-value and debt service coverage ratios. Most DUS bonds have 10-year terms, longer 25- to 30-year amortizations, and nine and a half years of yield maintenance. That's the call protection. Another type of commercial MBS offered by Fannie Mae are called ACES. With an ACES security, Fannie pools together a group of DUS mortgages into a pool. This provides a level of diversification that you can't get with a single loan dust bond. In addition, the ACE's offering is a CMO structure, with Fannie Mae breaking the pool into two tranches. The first tranche, called the A1 tranche, receives all scheduled and unscheduled principal payments until it is paid off. The second tranche, called the A2 tranche, is locked out until the A1 tranche is gone, and then it begins receiving principal cash flows. This gives the A2 tranche a more bullet-like, bond-like structure. So those are the Fannie Mae CMBS products, Dust Bonds and ACES. Freddie Mac also offers commercial mortgage-backed securities through a couple of programs. The most commonly known offering is K-Certificate Securities, otherwise known as Freddie K's or KFREDs. Freddie K's are pools of commercial multifamily loans in a CMO structure similar to the Fannie Mae ACES program. The underlying loans in the security contain a combination of prepayment protections. They typically start with a lockout period of up to about two years, followed by defeasance where the borrower puts up a portfolio of government securities like we talked about before. Sometimes Freddie Mac will offer a floating rate tranche as part of the deal, so we have a variable rate option potentially, which generally has a lockout provision followed by a flat prepayment penalty of 1%. The other type of Freddie Mac securities available are created using small balance loans. They're called Fresbys for Freddie small balance. Fresbys are also pooled securities and are available in five, seven, and 10-year terms. They offer prepayment protection in the form of prepayment penalties or yield maintenance, depending on the deal structure. The last agency we'll examine is Ginny May. Ginny offers commercial mortgage-backed securities known as project loans. The underlying loans for Ginnie project loans are our multifamily, healthcare, and occasionally rural housing properties. Ginny Project loans are similar to Fannie Mae Dust loans in that each is backed by a single property. These individual loans are then pooled together into a CMO structure. Typically, these deals have no lockout provision and a 10-year declining prepayment penalty. The one benefit that Ginny Project loans have is their backing from Ginny Mae. Because Ginnie Mae is one of the agencies that have the full faith and credit backing of the U.S. government, like treasuries, it's a slightly better guarantee when compared to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which don't have the same explicit backing. Now, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but if your focus is on zero-risk-weighted assets, then Ginnie Mae Securities may be worth consideration. So let's see. We've covered the basics and the different agencies and their offerings. What about the risks associated with commercial mortgage-backed securities? There are several worth noting. First, because they are a more relatively complex investment type, it's important for an investor to do proper due diligence. If you're considering a CMBS investment for the portfolio, make sure you understand the structure, the collateral basics, and the call or prepayment protection provisions. In addition, Agency commercial MBS are slightly less liquid than other security types. They're not illiquid, they're just slightly less liquid. So it may be worth considering whether any sort of limitation to a CMBS allocation in the portfolio is necessary. It's also important to remember that while the call protection and agency backing help to mitigate some risk exposures, there may be instances such as the involuntary prepayment we talked about before when an investor takes a little bit of a hit due to premium amortization. And finally, it's worth understanding how all changes in interest rates could affect a commercial mortgage-backed securities performance. This means analyzing not just how the investment performs when interest rates move lower, but also when they move higher in order to understand any underlying prepayment and extension risk exposures. With a bond-like profile, commercial mortgage-backed securities can be a possible alternative to other traditional bond investments. They also benefit from various levels of call or prepayment protection. But it's important to understand the essential characteristics of the different CMBS products and also their risks before you begin adding them to your institution's investment portfolio. Well, we covered a lot of ground on commercial mortgage-backed securities today. If you have any questions about them, please reach out and let me know. You can email me at chris at bondinvestmentmentor.com or shoot me a message over on LinkedIn. And if you know someone that might also find what we discussed today to be helpful, please feel free to share this podcast episode with them. Also, if you're looking for an objective resource to help you learn more about fixed income investing and portfolio management for your community financial institution, don't forget to check out bondinvestmentmentor.com. There, you can download one of my free investment guides, including my pre-purchased due diligence checklists, the guide to the Federal Reserve's BTFP program, a guide to the Bloomberg Yield Tables, and a broker-dealer due diligence checklist. You'll also find articles and other information that will provide you with what you need to strengthen your investment skills and professional development as a community banker. Well, I'm glad you stopped by today, whether you are a first-time listener or you've become a regular. I appreciate you checking in. Bond Investment Mentor is written and produced by me, Chris Nelson. The information, views, and opinions expressed during the podcast belong solely to myself. And any ideas and strategies contained within the podcast are for educational and informational purposes only and do not constitute investment, accounting, or legal advice. If you like what you heard in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please feel free to leave a rating or review. And if you'd like to connect with me on social media, you'll find me over on LinkedIn at Christopher Nelson CFA and on Facebook at Bond Investment Mentor. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks again for stopping by. Have a good one.